0: everybody to the Kid Casper Podcast. Um, I'm your gracious and humble host Kid Casper. obviously. Um, usually this podcast is meant for, you know, spotlighting and shining a light on different artists that I've become acquainted to. But just like last episode, we're going to stay on the topic of white supremacy, racism, abolishing, you know, this system that should have been broken down and destroyed 400 years ago. Um, we're going to get into trending topics, kind of pick everybody's thoughts. I'm going to have a uh, thought-provoking thought for especially my um, my um, melanin-kissed um, brethren that are going to be on this episode. Uh, no offense to the Asian and the white man. I apologize in advance. Um, but, you know, we're just going to have a good time. Hopefully, I get different perspectives with some of these thought-provoking questions. Uh, you know, we could take our turns as far as um introductions for the new members of the podcast today uh cat first off, can you please correct me if I'm saying your name right uh, my sister uh Tina is that your how you pronounce your name? yes, no that is okay cool um so you're kind of new to this audience you know if you would like to just kind of give like an introduction about yourself, you know what you do this is that and the third um just because you're very new to
1: the audience, so Hi, my name is Katina Copeland. I'm 46 years old, 47. I just had a birthday.
2: 47 birthday. years old. Um, I, work Happy Havdy Grace.
1: Happy yeah. I work in I work in have nursing home. Um, I'm glad to join you guys' group. I'm going to listen in and see where you guys are coming at. I have a lot of experience, bad experience. So with polices and stuff like that. So I'm just gonna listen in today, but thanks for having me. I mean, you
0: might have something that we might, you might know something that we don't know about, which could actually benefit us. So if you have, if you feel compelled to share anything, please do, I, you know, I implore it to the highest ability. Um, and then for Melanie, you are very new to this audience. Some people might know just because, you know, we grew up together, but kind of give an intro about yourself.
3: Oh, my gosh, like I don't even know what to say. Um, okay. It's, it's I, know <laughs> oh, there you go. I know, but that could stem from like, what do I like on pizza to where do I go to school? So that, that's a really broad question. But currently. Okay. I'm a film student at Full Sail, and I only have a few more months until graduation. So, yay.
0: And, (laughs) And, you know, oh, go ahead
3: um but fun fact i'm actually the first person in my family who decided to not go after a medical or engineering or law degree so yeah. That's a, congratulations yeah. on that
0: yeah. for real do what you want to do and you know we have some um returning panelists we got um the dopest asian girl i know in the state of maryland my little sister down here give us a thumbs up and a wave how you doing boo boo and we got the dopest white ally i have met in these streets oh my goodness if somebody don't get this man a plate my boy <laughs> i love this dude. <laughs> dude i love you
4: too dude love y'all oh
0: my goodness uh so, it's all man, it is, it is just immense love man um so we're gonna kind of get into kind of checking in how everybody's doing. I know we just shot an episode. What was it two days ago, Benny? If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. we're gonna kind of just check in how everybody's doing. Um, if they have any like thoughts, fears, uh, revelations. Have they learned any new things since kind of joining this fight, experiencing this fight, um, and then even just like, how are the conversations going at home? Uh, I would love to hear from my fairer skinned panelists between you and my little sister, if that's okay.
1: Yes. Yeah, sure, uh, how are these conversations Anika.
0: going at home?
4: <laughs> uh, Anika, you or me first? I don't know.
2: Oh, um, well, uh, we actually had a conversation today, I guess. Um, Because my family and I went out to eat. And they went to McDonald's and Wendy's. Um, And those are both canceled for me. Because not only do they support Trump. They're also ran by not the best people. Racists. Um, So (laughs) I basically. I told them that. And they were like, oh, you're being too picky. My sister just rolled her eyes at me. My mom was just like, you're literally like dumb for like not wanting to go here. Like all this kind of stuff. I was just like, okay, I'll just starve. Like, I really don't care. You're not going to change my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so. That's about it. Yeah.
0: You didn't like get out and like start protesting in front of Wendy's or McDonald's? (laughs)
2: <laughs> you know, I I would protest in the McDonald's. Like, don't, don't try you, me.
0: Just make sure you do it with a mask on. You know, family, There's still a pandemic going on, so nobody getting. We try to preserve lives out here. And um, <laughs> Benny, I know you live at home, but how have you had any like thought provoking conversations with your fat, your lovely family um, during this war?
4: Um let's see i mean i I think the uh last in depth conversation that i I had with uh my mom was s- around sunday um and it i mean my mom and i are are both like hard headed people in terms of uh where we stand by our beliefs um and she's always been a, a really hard head conservative. She has been opening her eyes recently and, and denouncing the things that have been going on in the country. Um, the last conversation we had was I think the first time she didn't try and divert the conversation to uh, like the looting or rioting, which I count as progress because that seems to be a roadblock that we hit um, in quite a few of them uh as for anyone else uh my brother i talked to him a little bit last night about uh what we what you know you and me and anika jordan we've been doing in harco like um talked about our little gathering silent protest yesterday uh or day before whichever they all yesterday together. Um, but yeah, you're so right? uh, he he is someone who's who me? Yeah,
0: yeah, you're like going in and out. I'm
4: I'm good. I'm good. It's just uh, it's uh, I see a lot of my family on social media that I don't talk to that I want to. Um, but the one the ones that have been posting are the ones who are you know, they're they they subscribe to the deep state and they just they subscribe to any and all media that is not for uh the administration is against. So it those are I've seen it more and more of them recently. So those have been stretching out. But gotcha. I'm doing what I can with the family that I can.
0: That's cool, man. I appreciate um I think the conversations, especially when it comes to this one thing I've had to keep stressing to my, you know, my fellow kings and queens is like our protest is literally just existing at this point. Um, something that you said yesterday at our silent protest was, it's not our job to speak with our brothers and sisters. It's our job to amplify our brothers and sisters of color. I thought, one, I've never heard a white person say that like ever, which is why I say you get a plate. Um, <laughs> but I just think that's super important because. I feel like because people look at us, we are the minority, yes, but because we don't have like certain platforms or don't have certain influence, that they're just like, ah, we'll just ignore that, you know, the little guy over there. But when somebody of one privilege and influence speaks up against some of these things, I think it's super important. So I appreciate stuff I've seen. I know just because I've gotten to know your heart and everything, you know, I know the conversations I don't hear about are definitely, for change. So I just want to say appreciate you, man. I
5: appreciate
0: and,
4: it.
0: And for the married couple over here, uh, how are y'all deal, dealing with uh, all this BS going on? Y'all living in Florida, so I know y'all are... Uh, whew, come on.
3: Yeah, it's terrifying knowing we live in the state of the Stand Your Ground Laws, so, um...
6: Surprisingly enough, though, Florida hasn't been anywhere near as bad as the other places. Yeah,
3: surprisingly, it's been pretty calm down here. Like,
6: some, like, yeah, we've we've had some issues with, uh, police getting violent at protests, but other, but it hasn't been on the scale as, like, other cities, so it hasn't been Mm -hmm. as bad, surprisingly for Florida. Yeah, was is crazy. Yeah, um, I was really surprised. My, my whole thing is, the, the big part thats that has that bothered me this whole time since all of this started is the people who just for some reason can't understand why people are angry in the first place or for telling mm. people. I've had a conversation with somebody who really said people should get over racism. You me? Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: yes. Y- yeah.
0: So ignore that tumor that's in your neck and just move forward. Is that that's the logic that we're dealing with right now? I'm just
6: like you can't just ignore and move forward for something that affected people's lives
3: and still affecting them to this day. It's this it's almost nice. like trying. To <laughs> to, but it's like trying so to so tell a Jewish person like get over the Holocaust. Yeah, but, they,
6: but they but they won't tell a Jewish person get over the
5: Holocaust. But for us to get over, like, Mm-mm-mm. yeah. That's how
2: yeah.
5: I know I believe
0: in Jesus, but man, y'all prayers are and powerful. The, <laughs> and
6: the people who who don't uh, understand is and they continue to not understand is because they don't want to. They mm. just they don't feel comfortable with having to talk or acknowledge things. Is instead of actually saying, All right, you know, what can we do around here to change things? It's always well why aren't you guys doing this? How come you can't build yourselves up? But here, here's the, the thing that also bothers me when people say, how come you can't build yourselves up? 1921, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street, bombed, mm. wiped out. Nobody, no, the rest of the country did not care. Nobody cared. It was a place where black businesses thrive, black people could become successful, be entrepreneurs, have their own business, do things, and they couldn't stand to see it. The 80s, you know, things, we started to rebuild again. Black businesses was booming again in the 80s. What happened? Flood the streets with crack, Ronald Reagan, flood the streets with guns, all this other type of stuff. Uh, it's it's systematic and it carried out over time. It, just because that segregation ended, I think that people that were racist then were just like, oh, well, I guess it's illegal now. I, I I'll just stop. I, it's illegal now. I guess I can't do it. You think they just went away, disappeared? No. It's it's still it's still things implemented into the system that are designed like, against us. Mm. And I feel like people they they just fail to realize that, and they fail to recognize, and they think that just because when and the school system has failed so many kids because they teach mm. it way right, where after segregation happened, everything was all fine, hunky dory, like people just got along peacefully, like yeah. there was no like slow progress integration over time that is making us always seem like everything just went from being terrible to perfectly fine in a matter of a day.
3: And it's funny you bring that up because I remember in eighth grade um, social studies class we were talking about you know slavery and then afterwards our teacher like but now everyone is equal and like are we like first of all did black people ask to be brought to America first of all ma'am did we ask for that no and the fact that you're trying to make it seem like after slavery we all could just shake hands and let bygones be bygones and it's
6: that's not how they went and i feel like that's why especially the younger people who are following probably the parents and students to be ignorant as well and they say something like that like, i don't understand it y'all think that after slavery was violence and after segregation got made illegal, y'all thought that everything just was fine was perfectly fine like there was no more racism, no more prejudice against black people. Black people weren't still in the same low position. I, I just don't, I truly don't understand that. I but they gave us
3: Obama, one...
0: They gave us Obama. Racism was abolished, guys.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, like, my favorite thing to hear from a naive person saying, racism isn't it. real. We had a black president. That's of all,
6: Obama got elected just to keep people happy.
0: Mm. okay well i'm not gonna dig into that um but <laughs> so there's something that has been a i don't know of anybody else and so for those that you know are muted uh if you could just pull up on their fingers and there's more please don't take your shoes off i don't want to smell your feet through, your, um, through the microphone or the camera but how many closet racists have people have you discovered since probably in the last
3: Two to three weeks. A lot. Uh, fingers, I, I don't, you don't have know. fingers. To really? Fingers. But well,
4: I mean I don't have enough fingers.
3: Yeah, mm. but I going not say this amount, honestly. Yeah.
4: Five or six.
6: Yeah. People are getting exposed.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> People are exposing themselves. But that's, it, like that's the crazy thing.
6: Honestly, it's like there's no you know no fence. It's like I guess, like I, I, who you either gonna stand with it or you're not. At this point, this is what it feels like, and I feel like a lot of people who don't stand with it have been showing their true colors.
0: It's because it makes them uncomfortable. That's why.
6: But hey, look, I always say if I'm gonna deal with a racist person, I'd rather them be a front and racist than be behind my back about it.
5: Yeah, yeah I,
0: I. One thing I say about it's weird. I say I have respect for President Trump. I don't have to guess where his head is at. I can just get on Twitter at two o'clock in the morning and he he's like, he's gaslighting Kim Jong-un or he's calling somebody Pocahontas just because they're like 2% Native American. So I don't really have to guess how that idiot feels. Um, so that's just really sad. Uh, I feel like another thing I've kind of discovered is, I don't know if it's just me, I've been getting like a lot more and when I say attention I've been getting a lot I think like for some reason white people are being reintroduced to black people for some odd reason they're like oh which one is it oh, what kind of a what kind of a black person is this and it's like yo what <laughs> what do you mean and they just kind of they're like it's kind of when you're like how do i describe it it's like If you think you recognize somebody so you do this weird thing when you're walking to them and you start like halting but trying to look like you didn't you're like wait do i know them and you're like i don't know it's super weird it's like that same thing when you're like holding a door for somebody but they're not trying to rush to get in the door but then you're like trying to close it but at the same time you think they're actually trying to walk through it i don't know it's weird but i've been getting that type of reaction just Being around different white people, even like stores I go in like every day, and I'm like, This hood is on because it was raining outside. Please calm down. I have a mask on because we're in a pandemic. Please calm down. Thank you. Thank you. Katina, is that your name, please? Is Is that it? Did I get it right?
1: Yes. Yes yes
0: okay yeah i'm trying i'm trying to plug i'm telling you sister i'm trying to plug the mask for you i got you i got you <laughs> yeah he'll be back you have to check on
1: the stuff that that's fine i know my husband's out delivering i've been out delivering all morning actually i'm online trying to order some more but um right. yeah he's not in here i don't have any on me right this minute but yes uh,
0: that's okay i've been sharing i've been blowing your socials up and just sharing yes, I really
1: with everybody that. they look good on you too
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you.
1: Real well, yeah, you know, good, real good.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, uh, I appreciate you. Um, I think for me though, this is like, and I don't know if anybody else kind of feels this way, but is it weird that I have this mindset? I'm kind of like, especially when it comes to like white people I don't know. Is it bad that I think? I automatically assume they're racist until they prove me otherwise, especially around this time. Is that like a bad way of thinking?
2: No.
4: No.
1: No. no. It's just so hard right now. All emotions going through our heads. We just don't know what to think. But like you have that type of vibe. Yeah. Sad. It's really sad.
5: Yeah. So, I'm not that far. Can I, you can can I say
4: something to that?
1: Go as, ahead, as, my brother.
4: As a white man. So, um, there, have you, uh, I mean, Emmanuel Acho has been putting out uncomfortable conversations with a black man. His most recent episode, uh, one of his guest kids asked him, um, are you scared of white people? And he said, no, I'm not scared, but I am cautious because it's the, the same kind, the same thing you were saying, Jordan, it's, it's that, that, uncertainty of well which kind of white person is this especially in these times and i i understand that entirely like which is like it it is it is something that you can't necessarily discern from someone just from how they look anymore because you have like all of us just said we've been seeing people reveal themselves pretty boldly on social media for for the past few weeks since since I mean, since Maude Arbery came out, that was a huge thing. But, I mean, especially after that, with all of the injustices that keep happening, it's just, it's more and more likely, it seems, and I can, I I agree with this, that, you know, it is now just as likely to run into someone who is now empowered by the person in power by Trump to be who they are behind closed doors but it's also it it is also likely now that you're gonna run into someone who who denounces that so the uncertainty is well warranted
0: um i don't know if i'm bad for this microphone's finally working by the way so god bless um (laughs) thank you i sound so much better i hate i hate my headphones still a little scratchy but it's gonna warm up um i hate now, I love I love confrontation. I think if anybody has met me or has interacted with me by now, if I have confrontation with somebody, I'm like, let's go, even if it's positive or negative. My problem is when I'm dealing with somebody who is acting racist or bigoted, they try to defend
4: themselves.
0: And I think that's so stupid because these same people are still, you know, first off, how everybody. How many people knew Aunt Jemima was racist like before it got like replaced?
3: Definitely.
5: I don't know. I, names I don't names know. always sound sus. Yeah. <laughs> I was
3: like right. that Aunt Jemima looked like the stereotypical mammy caricature. That's, that's
0: my point, that's yeah. my point. So, but yeah, man. So like when people like, I get so mad it, it's it goes back to like the whole like like you have a scar you have a scab and then they're trying to tell you oh that doesn't hurt like shut up you you ain't the one bleeding right now like what are you talking about don't make no doggone sense. Then uh, another uh, when people
6: mention the whole white privilege thing and they say well I've never had you know easier life because you know my skin color. And nobody was nobody ever saying that like, no, you're like, that you never face any hardships. And like, that's not what you're saying. It's like, but I can guarantee you that the hardships you did face, like there was probably never once an issue where you worry about, was it because of your skin color?
0: Mm. You know what I'm saying? You like, you know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Um Conversations I've had with um, a couple of people especially around this time they what a couple of white people I've talked to they said that they are at fear of their skin color because unfortunately they have seen where people become like mercenaries and but proclaim the name of BLM which is supposed to be a peaceful organization but they are just targeting white people and they're kind of like oh crap like there's a black person. Are they going to beat the crap out of me because I'm white, even though I've never done anything racist in my life? And these are people I know, like I've grown up with. So I get that. But it's still, I, I try to let them know, like, that that is, that is almost anorexic t- to our fears, which is, like, grossly obese, where we're, like, if you say the joke, like, oh, man, I don't have, my credit score is not good enough to even drive through this neighborhood. Like, that's, like, fears I have. Matter of fact, we were dropping somebody off yesterday, and I was thinking that. Um, But eh, it's like, I think people, when they hear white privilege, they automatically assume it's money-related. And I'm like, it's so much deeper than that. Yeah, because they'll always be like, well, well, I'm like,
6: that's not what I'm saying. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think Chris Rock said it when he was like, you know, no poor white man would change lives with me, and I'm rich. And a lot of people were like, yeah. "That's not true." I'm like, <laughs> "It's it's a whole different game ball game."
3: Yeah, and I don't know if people remember this YouTuber called Trey Melvin, which before his channel was called "This Is a Commentary," but um. There was this one time he made a snap story where he was like see that white homeless man he has more privilege than me and people were dragging him and saying like you sound ungrateful cuz you have this all this money and all these opportunities but he was trying to say like it has nothing to do with money it is solely for the fact that chances are they are not going to harass him for his skin color as opposed to him so, that was basically what he was trying to say, but people just badly misinterpreted what she was trying to say.
0: Uh, where did uh, Anika go? Are you still here? I don't see her. Yeah? I can't see you. There's, Actually, like, no picture for you.
3: Yeah, I see her.
0: Jeez. You see her? Is my signal like that trash? <laughs> Probably.
4: Probably. <laughs> yeah, man. You you've been going like in and out sometimes like very periodically.
0: Oh man. I hate the frigging country. Um, well, while I'm like most...
2: <laughs> not like you have to see me. You see me like, every day. So
0: My bad. Shoot. Um but a question I had kinda of, cause there was um there was something I saw on Twitter and people talk about like, you know, there you know, I feel like it's just so ignorant that people focusing literally only on the looting and the rioting and everything like that when it comes to these protests. And it kind of brought me back to seeing the movie Black Panther now mind you the only reason it did that hear me out uh because when i saw black panther and they kind of like went through the portal and you could see like wakanda for the first time like i cried because i thought to myself like yo africa could have looked like that you know what i mean um but people forget that not only did they like loot Africa of their people, they looted Africa of their resources. They looted Africa of gold. You know, they say they made up for it. Well, they paid for those slaves.
1: <laughs>
0: not good enough for me. Um, but it was something that like, Wait, I, my, still, it
5: was
0: I, I still kind of feel that way. Like to this day, I like I watched it again the other day and I was just like, like we really could have had that. I don't. It's just I don't know. I don't know if um Mel or uh. I mean, like I mean, what do y'all think about that? I guess like just that thought. Uh, necessarily Ah, uh, what'd you say?
3: Oh, I he didn't hear the questions. So.
0: So Josh, I was pretty much saying like I had this weird like sad moment or it reminded me of a sad moment where, when I first saw Black Panther and they like went through the portal after like the jungle scene and everything, and you got to see Wakanda for the first time. And like, I I mentioned that I had cried when I first saw that movie because I thought to myself like, and then he walks away as I'm restating the question, but, uh, <laughs> but I cried because I thought to myself, like Africa could have looked like that had settlers, industrial revolution and everything like that not taking place Africa could have looked like that for us and I guess like what are y'all's thoughts on that and I it doesn't matter who goes first for me but
6: yeah I, I agree with you. I want to say probably not as events I mean but definitely events because when you think about it a lot of the resources and stuff that we get from Africa for a while, like a lot of the resources we get for we were getting for our smartphones for a long time came from Africa. A lot of the diamonds, jewelry, gems we get, Africa. So many, so many things that we go over there to Africa and get because it's so the land is uh is so rich. And There's so much. So probably had uh, that all of that not had happened, yeah. Like Africa, not granted there are places in Africa which was the one thing I that does bother me a little. Whenever we get shown stuff about Africa over here, they always show, like, the most rural and the most, like, poverty-stricken areas where, like, they're getting worse. But then, and you know, that gives people the notion over here that all of Africa is, like, completely in shambles, which is not true. Now, granted, like, now, Central Africa and West Africa now are doing a whole lot better. There are actually a whole lot of, like, big cities, like, people from Africa tell you the way they're actually like big cities over there bustling with highways and stuff. Like uh, there are there are places that are where uh, black communities are actually strong and you know but uh but yeah, had had all that had the you know so much of Western and Central Africa not have been, you know, stolen as resources then yeah, it probably be a lot more events than what it is.
0: Benny with the henny, what you got for me?
4: I mean, I guess the, the what I'd say to that is is, yeah, it's there's you can see like you can see the the amount of, of culture that like the continent of Africa had overall. Um like the the way we talk about uh like Egypt or a lot of the northern parts of Africa, where I understand that it's is not um, it is not black culture there. Uh, in fact, like in in Egypt, blacks were still used as slaves. Um, but you like. There, there's so much coverage of of the the quote unquote mystery of what happened to the Egyptians. You have uh, trade going uh, to and from the northern parts of Africa, but then you see like there's again. Uh, so your name's Josh, did I hear that yeah. right? Yeah, Josh. You were saying like um, they have they have like bigger cities now, and and there are communities for Black people that are starting to be built up but i mean hell if the egyptians weren't able to build pyramids uh using slaves, like like
6: if if they
4: if they were doing that what what could the people who had everything taken from them what could the people who had um, who had their people taken from them? What could they have done with everything that they would have had up until now? It wouldn't just be a city or two. Like it wouldn't be a city like in every, maybe every two or three countries that they have. Um, my favorite uh, uh, soccer team in England, Arsenal. Uh, they they only just recently put a visit Rwanda uh, sponsorship tag on their on their jerseys. Like what, what's up? Why, what's, up. Why, what's that? I said that's just up. I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I'm just that. That.
3: I don't follow soccer, yeah. so that's really interesting
4: to me now. No, no, uh, it's, United it's, way. It is really, it is really cool and they have they have a really great partnership. They've put uh, ads for Rwanda on, on their Instagram page, their Twitter page and all that. But like again, my my concern is is like that, you know, we're seeing we're seeing how great it can be in all of the things that, you know, Africa has to offer. Where could it have been if instead of taking people and taking resources from there, mm. instead people chose to work with the people who were there, Africa work amazing. with their culture, try and make sure that they were built up as opposed to as opposed to taking from them and using them to further their own short-sighted goals.
6: No, how many resources I have to do it?
0: Amazing. Uh, Chad, the question that I was asking was, um, the the question I was asking was, you know, I've been seeing a lot of. Um, first off, everybody say hi to Chad. Hi, Chad. What's up, Chad? What's up? But um, the question that I was asking everybody was okay so i've been seeing a lot of you know people on twitter they they're not paying attention to the peaceful protest or the progress that we have made since this like match has been lit um they're just focusing on the rioters the looters and it brought me back to when i saw black panther for the first time and how i had cried when they had went through the portal and i thought to myself when they got through got to wakanda like I cried because I thought to myself, "Could Africa look like that if this didn't happen?" Yes. yes. Okay. Man, Africa well, is I a was, beautiful
5: city. Like,
0: I keep forgetting that you're actually, you were actually, didn't you like grow up in Africa? Like, actually in Africa at one point.
5: Yeah, I'm for not, a little I'm bit. To be
0: funny. I'm not trying to be funny. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm, off. I'm not, oh. Okay, you're there now.
5: Nah, I'm not there now, nah, bro. I've been traveling a lot for work, man. Right? right now, I'm in Nashville. Oh,
0: okay. I was wondering why the sky was so blue where you were at. I was like, what on earth? <laughs>
3: right. I was like, wait a minute.
5: What? <laughs> I was shook. I was like, first off. Nah, yeah, photography got me traveling, man. You know, photography got me traveling and whatnot, so I've been moving all, all around. I don't know if you guys pay attention to my work or whatnot, so I've been I try to ask you because
0: I'm saved. But, yeah, I've been following you.
5: <laughs> Some of the
0: stuff I can't endorse, but I've been following you, my brother.
5: <laughs> uh, no, I don't really get on Instagram like that. I've been really, like, stepping back from social media. I've been working a lot, trying to keep on on the down low. I've been getting, like, a bunch of magazine features recently. I just got a contract for Netflix, so I've been really on the ground, just bad. been, like, low-key and whatnot.
3: Oh, so really? Oh, oh. Hey, Chad, you know, recommend me, you know? <laughs> recommend <laughs> me to... <laughs>
5: Hey man, When I get Ed this contract, Ed I'm open a bunch of doors for everybody.
3: And it's insane because in cool, they always have like... <laughs> network, so you know, we go you know, back. I got back. a top tier, I got a top
4: yeah. tier black graphic designer that I know can help you out with any sort of flyers or posters or anything.
5: Most definitely. When I sign this contract, I'm open the doors for everybody because I've been listening to like a lot of, you know, I've been listening to a lot of Ghost music. Like I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you guys. I've been listening to a lot of his music. Like I've been seeing everything. It's just I don't comment on it. You feel me? Because like, I was back in Maryland for, for like a good like two, three weeks. And everybody gave me this whole fake celebrity, fake love thing. I'm like, I'm just a regular guy that takes pictures. And literally, i just been taking pictures of just being, being me, low-key, stuff like that. But like, when I, I, I do this contract, I'm opening a lot of doors to everybody. I see, a lot of, I see a lot of talent. There's a lot of talent in Maryland but people don't have like the foot in the door to get what they want. You feel me? So that door to open it, then I got to be that door. I just been busy, man. But back to what you're saying. Sorry, I got off topic. But back to what you're saying about the whole Africa looking great and whatnot. Africa's a beautiful city, G. It's just because the media, they corrupted so much to get the money from your pocket, bro. Africa's a beautiful place. Lagos, Nigeria, Pahaka, Dubai, bro. Africa is beautiful. It just, they just pick the worst parts. to take the money from your pocket. It's just, that's how the media works. I, I would say like,
6: that before you came to the chat.
5: Facts, dude, like Africa is a beautiful place. Like for real, for real.
0: I did an ancestry.com uh, a couple of years ago. I found out that my ancestors are originally from Tanzania. Yeah. And Everybody was like, do you know what that means? And I'm like, no. I just don't. Not trying to be ignorant. I mean, just just being honest because I'm like brown mixed with brown mixed with brown mixed with brown mixed with brown, black and mild. Like I'm just. <laughs> but I'm. But <laughs> lately, yeah, I lately see you, G.
5: like I'm half <laughs> Samoan, so I understand what you're coming from.
0: I don't see it, but I mean, you know what? We all got a little bit of something in us. But anyway, um, like I guess for sand? me, <laughs> yeah, you. That, anyway, we're doing Black empowerment this week. Um, so something that i but i what the reason i bring that up is because i feel like for me now more than ever we not only need to empower one another but i feel like we all really need to know like the depth of like our bloodlines because you could see not only how we made it through adversity with everything that we've had to go through but i don't think people know how powerful Black America is. We are literally the economic bloodline of this country, of any corporation, period. Right. Um, so that's something that like, I've kind of, I've been looking into for myself, especially just knowing my roots, because I feel like when stuff comes up like adversity and everything like that, it's very easy to think, well, my people were slaves. Right now, I feel like I'm in bondage myself, but we forget how powerful we really are at the end of the day. Um, I just want to encourage, you know, people that are going to be listening to this in the future, and people, you know, that y'all are on here now. That and Ben, you know, the the fairest skin in this uh, chat. We love you, Ben. Um, but you know, I, I just want <laughs> people to. I mean, like sorry. You're the token, bud. I'm sorry.
5: But no, bit. it's
4: it's all good. It's it's uh it's it's good for for me to be uh for me to experience that kind of thing because I'm like obviously it's it's been. Uh, it's been stuff that you guys experienced for a while so it, i i should be thrown into these types of conversations and places where like i'm not the one that knows what they're talking about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i like i acknowledge that i'll t- i'll obviously talk to the best of my ability and, and and try and and be the best ally that i can but yeah no that's you know listening listening is one of the most powerful tools that that white people have right now. Right, or Who on earth? That's what we should do. It's so what we gotta do.
1: Whose phone yeah, is ringing? Yeah, I, mean, I understand.
5: <laughs> like, man, I understand what you're saying, man. Because, like, down here in Nashville, like, protests are going on like every single day. And one day, I just, I just decided to just pop out, just check it out, and whatever. And it's, <laughs> it's so crazy. Dude, I'm the only black guy in the protest. wow in the protest and it was just man don't wow, you know that white people white are man, made just holding and, don't up don't signs you, i'm just like
4: don't you
0: know that white people are made in texas and nashville what do what did you expect
2: <laughs> 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 like, <Yeah. laughs> yo those are
0: places where if you are at a rap concert yeah. And they say the N word, you got to take that L, bud. Like, you're surrounded. Like, <laughs> like you, in that moment, you were like, just shut wow. up. <laughs> it's that one where you're just like, I understand. I'm not supposed to be here. But, yeah. <laughs> Brother Mike, man, uh, I've never actually had this conversation with you, but being in the military, being a black man in the military, have you had if not similar experiences? Like tell me a little bit about how people would treat you in and out of the uniform, man.
6: So all right, so where we were stationed at? All right, so that's the interesting like, where we where we were stationed at was like
0: way upstate New York. Oh. I don't think Josh Herbie I don't think Josh Herbie. Can oh you my. hear me? <laughs> that's all right. Uh brother Mike, uh if you yeah. could, if you could
7: Can you hear me? Um, yeah, I can hear you, brother. Yeah, just to kind of echo uh some of the same uh, sentiments that uh Josh was kind of uh, alluding to his experience. Um I I I find it interesting when when white Americans um address these matters in that patriarchal tone like yeah because my my grandfather served in the military. Um this is why i will I will not disrespect the flag, and it's interesting to me because that's not only like Josh said they're missing a the point, but it's also they have a singular perspective, and again seen through that patriarchal lens and you find that and and in my experience um, now that we have language to to put to uh what it is, this covert uh, system of oppression, which now we we, we, ha- we have assigned the language to it, which that is what racism is, you know. So before, you know, when you would have conversations like this in the military, whatever uh, sector, whatever group, people would be white people would specifically be quick to say, "Well, I'm not racist," and I think what they what they did was they confused. And me and you have talked about this, Jordan. And they confused. Um, racial discrimination opposed to racism whereas racial discrimination is like that kind of like that overt act that that occurs to where most white people um it's not common that, that 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 in my experience i haven't run into too much of racial discrimination but racism they don't understand as a system so it's interesting in the military how the military and the organizational structure of the military is perfect for racism. Yeah. It is perfect. Talk to me a it. little bit about because, that. Because because what it does is okay, well, if you just look at the statistics, the general leaders that are that are at the top that are able to make um, decisions and information that are close to the, the legislative powers that be. Okay. They're white.
1: I was not what no, I meant no, by no. that,
0: but what I meant by that when I was asking, it was like because I've never been, I you know, I don't talk about the creases in y'all's boots because I've never laced them up, so uh, that's why right. I'm going to ask questions and
7: purposely, no, 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 no that, sound, that, that, sound that, that's that's a sound, perfect sound. question. No mm-hmm. no 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 I didn't I didn't no I wasn't I wasn't trying to answer uh as if you were done I'm I'm just I'm setting no, it no, up no, to good. explain how 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 that process works Okay because if I don't mention that piece um that that's, that piece is very important because being that they are white again they don't understand um they don't understand the construct and uh just racism in general, right? They they tend to overlook it. They don't understand. So because they don't understand, they have set up programs and legislations, uh, and they call it articles, uh, if you will, that they can take punitive action. Um, um basically like they have set up this structural system in the arm in the army or military across the board to where that fits their agenda. That they can okay. be able to make it difficult for you to be able to build up evidence to accuse somebody of race of a uh, racial discrimination. For yeah. example, yeah. Yeah. for example, they have a program called EO, which stands for Equal Opportunity. That,
3: right.
7: I've been to that class. I don't know if you have, Josh. We, I, I, we
3: it's like
7: it's a joke.
3: It is. Yeah, right? at at oh, an honest
7: man it's a joke and it's it's it's, it's equal yeah, opportunity and and what happens when they when they go to this course when you go to this course right and you say okay i want to be a leader in my in my uh in my in my unit in my organization that stands up for uh you know unfair treatment equal opportunity mm-hmm. i want to be able to educate and i want to be able to help um my subordinates or my coworkers whatever so you go to the class you're all optimistic and then you, as you're in the class, you start to learn that. And, and my, my instructor was very blunt and transparent uh, to, what, to our class and basically told us, it is almost impossible to accuse someone of racial discrimination because you have to have 100% substantiated evidence to support that. Mm. Now, why is that a problem? <laughs> Because again, once again, they have put in place legal laws, if you will, military laws, they're all unique, coded towards the military. They have put these laws in place to ensure that you can maneuver a person that that, that is that that wants to issue that discrimination can maneuver around these articles. Around these laws to the point that you can't even prove that that they were racist because their tracks are covered. I don't know if that's that's that was your experience, Uh, um, um, but uh, but yeah. So to answer your question, yes, I have dealt with 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 uh, racial discrimination and systemic racism within the army. Um, One occasion was in 2017, and I had a leader. from uh, uh, Mississippi, and he—you could—you—you could, you could, you could kind of tell. Anyway, we heard stories about this guy. Okay. That he had previous run-ins and uh, previous incidents that alluded to, hey, this guy, this guy is racist. Like he—he he comes with some with with history of that. And so, you know, of course, you you want to give your leaders the benefit of the doubt. They're coming into a newer organization. It could be just be a rumor. We'll see. We'll let his character in action speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Turns out over time, um, this this guy ends up setting and putting in place white people in positions of leadership over black black and brown people in the organization that thought like him. And, and, and that's the other thing about, about the military is that when you have leaders in place, they they kind of mold you and shape you to be like the leader that is that is above you, so that you can one day replace that leader. So when you have a a, a structure, so an infrastructure an like machine. the military, mm-hmm. exactly. And when you have an infrastructure like the army, to where you get rated by, just I mean, similar to other jobs, but it's just the army, the military is unique because. This rating that you receive from your from your uh, from your your employer can make or break your career. So you're doing what you find is typically a lot of soldiers do whatever it takes to ensure that they will be successful. If you follow what I'm saying, you read between the lines. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Um, make a long story I experienced um, I experienced having to go through hoop jump through hoops of fire. Um, just to advance um, at my in my level, I had to have other black and brown leaders to help me advance, and they were just transparent with me and told me, "This guy does not want you to advance." Period.
6: Mm-hmm.
7: Period. And That's a- um, what? yeah, so that that was my that was my experience. I, I don't I don't want to get into details for the sake of the pod, but but yeah, I've had my <laughs> I've had my run in. It, it can get it can get long, but yeah, man, it's it's it's, it's sad. It, it really is sad. I feel
0: like there, this question is not asked to you guys enough. You know what I mean? It's so not. that's why, that's why I felt compelled. Like I said, I've like, I've heard my stories with like my biological dad was in the air force. My grandfather was in the air force. I have cousins and stuff that are current, um, brothers and sisters in Christ and blood that are in the military. So, but it's very few in between when these questions can get asked. Cause even the ones that are active duty, they're like, we can't talk about it.
7: Yes.
3: Yeah, like, and gag. yeah. From my experience, um, Michael, I don't. Um, first of all, where did you go to basic training? Because I went to Fort Jackson, uh, Oklahoma,
7: Fort oh, okay. Sill.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh okay. Got it. Well, you are not an individual. You're a soldier. Meaning you can't. It's like, from being in there that very first moment, I started to lose my identity as an individual, like when they say individual, it's like the worst thing that you can be called because they're basically saying, oh, you don't love your country. You don't want to be a team player. And and as time went on, I, I really just started to forget who I was as Melanie, because for a while I was private so-and-so. And, and it's sad because I really, wanted to be a team player but at the same time I had to deal with people that did not like just like like black people like I remember we were doing um, we were doing a survey and one of the questions was what is the one thing that bothers you and this um, white person I'm debating if I should say his name or not but I I remember um, he answered I hate that in my platoon it's mostly filled with niggers, and mm. my drill sergeant was
2: black.
1: He's alive.
3: Yeah, so my he's daughter,
1: alive,
3: right? Hold on. My drill sergeant, like, I swear, my drill sergeant. <laughs> and it's crazy because my one of my drill sergeants, who was black, he read that and he looked at him. He's like, "So, do you have a problem with me? If you were lying on the field, dying and bleeding out, would you?" not want me to save your life, like, I want to know what's the issue, and he was like, oh, no, it was a joke, I didn't mean that, he was like, I don't a joke. Right, so, <laughs> and, like, I Guys, PG, could tell please. the look he gave him <laughs> was putting, he was putting the fear of God into him, and ever since then, he just remained Remained quiet throughout the whole cycle, and then everybody in our platoon was looking at him like, "Oh, so you don't fuck with us? You
5: hey, don't expect
6: no help from me, yet.
3: right?" So we were just like, "Fine, if you don't like us, then when you need it." So that was my first inst like my first taste of racism in the military. Second taste was people constantly asking me, "Are you? Did you join so you could get a green card?" And I was like. I was born here, so I don't see how I can get a green card to a country I was already living in. That was my second dose. My third dose I'm was sorry going about my to AS. I'm, like, I'm sorry about my face, I, guys. I'm
0: just like, oh my goodness. Like, that's, like, how is right, that okay? Like mm-hmm.
3: you, you never think this could happen. And, Where I went to AIT, I went to Fort Lee, Virginia. And I remember I had a friend who I love dearly. He is a sweetheart. And, you know, he was talking to me in Spanish. I was talking back to him. And this person who had no business in trying to eavesdrop on us literally said, I thought I was in the American army, not the Mexican army.
0: But you're Panamanian It took
3: everything in me. Right. So it, it was just, I. we looked at him like, really? Is that what you think? And, you know, I did have friends that made me report it to EO and we had a sit down. He was like, I said, I didn't. And I said, you're not sorry for what you said. You meant it. You're just sorry that you got caught. And I think the part that hurt me the most was the fact that I was told i get you're mad but you have to let it go because otherwise if you don't you're going to be seen as problematic
6: which is a problem so it's right a and, right
3: so that's why when they give us you know these you know lectures about eo it's like you preach that but you don't ever follow through because when i tell you that someone said this to me you're telling me I have to let it go because it would be problematic for our unit. Right. So then that person never really gets reprimanded properly and then they expect you to still be a team player and and it was just a hard pill to swallow that they don't care about me individually. They may say it, but your actions don't prove that you care because if you cared you would follow through with how you're going to discipline this person
0: if i could say something real quick um now that my mic is actually warmed up um now i now to both of both of you guys talk mike you're underneath me and and melanie you're to my left now somebody moved and now family square is up in here but I you know, I I wanna apologize for my expressions because even Ben's like messaging now and it's just like what in the world? Cause like I said, I never hear about this. And I asked you guys a question about what it was like outside of the military, meaning like when you guys go back home and hearing how like twisted it was within, I'm just like I'm like everything I knew was a lie. Like I no, no, like I just oh my goodness, like yo. Yeah. Oh, all
6: right. So let me go. So I, I could say that um uh, the army, right? People, people who have joined the army from so many different places, so many different backgrounds, so many different walks of life. You meet a whole lot of people. A lot of people you meet, you're gonna wish you never worked with, and you're gonna never want to work with them again. Mm-hmm. I can say I can say that now. I've met a handful of people in the army I never want to work with again. There were some people while I was in that I didn't trust my life. If we were to go overseas, then I would have to be with them. I did with some people I did I didn't trust my life, but yeah. the so the thing is where well, we were stationed uh, up in upstate New York. So yeah, like
3: Fort Drum. About
6: six hours away from New York City, so it's like in the real north country. T- Canada was like twenty two miles away from us. The border for Canada was twenty two miles away from us. All if right. Canada expanded expanded their border thirty more miles, we would have been South Canada, mm-hmm. but. So, which that should tell you, and, and ain't a whole lot of, ain't a lot of uh, people of color out there.
3: It really wasn't.
6: And the thing is, when we would go to these stores or whatever, me and my friends, and you know, also look like me. And I remember one day we were there at a, at a certain Walmart, like deep in the town, and like we get looks and stuff. And then one of my friends, he was like, "Man, I feel like we offended people by being here."
3: Mm-hmm.
6: It was like, I shouldn't have to like feel uncomfortable. Like, I'm being
0: looked at by everybody every every hour we walk down.
3: Right.
6: Like, we just here getting groceries.
3: Right. It, it was even and like that, that.
0: Is that now my, and when I asked this, was that with or without your uniform on? That uh, either one. Out yeah. of one? Okay. Well, out of one. I, actually, either one. Like, they'll look at you less when you have the uniform on. Yeah. That's have, why, uh, that's what, like, I'm. I guess I'm trying to understand because I've heard but, from different family members where they're like like for instance one of my friends is married to um a white woman they have three kids together and you know he didn't show up to their church they live in virginia they didn't show up to their church with him in his uniform and get up on but then they were honoring like the soldiers and stuff like that so he showed up with his uniform they were honoring him and then like the wife who didn't know white privilege was a thing until she was 35 for some odd reason uh, she was like she was like so many people have walked up to me and said how nice you are but they didn't even talk to you we've been going here for like six months at the time and then she was getting emotional as every time somebody came up and said something nice about her husband because you know she knows these things to be true but it's like it took a uniform for you to see that he was anything outside of his color. That broke my heart. Like we were just, we were talking off camera about that. But when I get like that, even that type of microaggression when it's like towards you guys, like, you know, I honor all all of my um, veterans and police officers and everything like that. But it's just like, I feel like it's so sad. It takes a uniform for you guys to be respected, you know what I mean?